What the hell happened to you? Her mother was the first person to see Nix with her face ripped by the dagger. I told you that she should not go anywhere. She's always causing troubles. Shazam shrugged, but Cephalia glanced at him like she wanted to kill him. Shut the fuck up! You lost your right to have a voice in this house when you stopped contributing to our living. She snapped and the man glanced at her with anger. And what is she contributing? Nyx didn't say anything, but she just let the traveler's satchel, two pouches and a fistful of trinkets on the table, looking at her mother. I brought... Nyx, please sit tight, that might hurt, Cephalia said, throwing the fire poker at her husband. At least she seemed more concerned about her daughter's wounds than the loot. She's giving us more in single raid than you had ever done, she snarled, trying to clean Nyx's wound. What happened? Are you okay? She seemed really concerned. I am fine, mom, the girl sighed. I was in the woods. I just wanted the guy to give me his satchel and let him go. Well, he didn't. He attacked and then told me to go to the kitchen because that's my place. That fucker? He was right, Shazam said overly confidently, hitting the tabletop with his fist. You both should stay in the kitchen and I should... Shut the fuck up, for fuck's sake! Cephalia yeeted the bucket that was standing nearby in his direction, hitting him right in the face. Stoned idiot. She shook her head, going back to cleaning Nyx's wound. I am proud of you, Nyx. No man would be ever telling you how to live your life and where is your place, you hear me? I killed him, the girl said a bit shyly. You did what? Cephalia's eyes widened in disbelief. I killed him. He said that since I am a girl, I should stay in the kitchen and that he would teach me a lesson. I killed him. There was a long period of silence between them, both females looking at each other. Nyx was mentally preparing for grounding, beating or a reprimand. That's my girl! Cephalia smiled widely, hugging her daughter. Oh, thanks goddess, I was starting to worry that you will be like your father. Mom, why don't you like dad? Nyx asked eventually when the blood wasn't streaming down her face and all she was feeling was the burning of the freshly treated wound. Her mother didn't reply right away, so she had no idea if she didn't want to or if she was just thinking about the response. He's not ahead of a family as he should be, she sighed finally looking at her daughter. Nyx, I know you're so much smarter than him and that you can actually try to get to the academy one day. But I need to help you if he won't start making money. And that is not going to happen. I have a strong impression that you spend too much time in this house, after all. Cephalia murmured and then she cleared her throat. Okay, anyway, the point is, I need you to be more careful from now on, okay? I don't want to ban you from going to the woods, but if you don't promise that you will be careful, I will. Next side as well. I'm sorry to make a problem. You are not a problem, the mother said. Rest for now, I will take care of your father. You are sure that you don't need any help with him? Nah, it's okay, she smiled, dragging the unconscious body to other room. I will take care of it, and you should rest, because tomorrow you have the meeting with the board of the academy. Mom! Nix groaned. I can't go there until I am 14 anyway! Of course, but they do need to know who are they dealing with. You know that they have an inspection every year in every village to pick the smartest one. And you are one of them, so you have to show them you are worthy the scholarship. Or 
seeing what you had brought, I have a slight impression that you will have the money for it in no time. What if I don't want to go there? I will not allow you to have the future like him, she scoffed and then Nick's heard a huge crash. She knew that her mother shoved her father to the bed and she missed. The girl stood up and she approached the doorframe. Her father was, indeed, lying on the floor, not really conscious, and her mother just dropped the attempts to take him up on the bed. She glanced at her daughter with soft eyes. Come on, we will have something nice since you brought such a treasures here. Mom, how long you want him to get away for the whole day not giving you anything? She asked, feeling a bit dizzy. Her nose was itching. She wanted to scratch it, but her mother caught her arm in the right time not to let her do so. Leave it as it is. You don't want another hemorrhage, she stated, pulling her by the wrist. I heard Shazam's daughter again got into the brawl in the woods. Next overheard when she was passing by her neighbor's house. She slouched immediately, put the hood on her head and crouched, getting as close to the fence as she was able to. The sky was darker and darker with every minute, so she was sure that with her black cape nobody would be able to see her. Nobody ever did, mostly because people just didn't want to pay attention to her. Are you really surprised? She heard a male voice. Look at her, she had never been normal like the others. I know, but Safadi always was such a nice person. How is that she can't teach her daughter to at least try to behave like a normal child? Well... Remember that Shazam had never been a great example of a person, don't you think? Nyx clenched her fists hearing that. She could have taken the insults towards herself, but the hell they had against her family. She had never known why they were blaming other people by what their children were doing. Besides, she had known that she wasn't the best child to have around. Quirks that she had had never been taken as normal or even tolerable by the rest of the village, except for her parents. Her mother wanted Nyx to be whoever she had wanted to be. Shazam didn't have anything to say on that particular matter. He had not been home too often anyway. Nyx somehow was aware that she had not been old or something, but she had her own brains and that was something that was making her face the consequences of her actions as they were. Her mother had always treated her as an adult, so she had always been responsible more than any other 12-year-old child in the neighborhood. The gossip, the fact that other people were talking about her and her family was actually something that Nyx was used to. She usually didn't do anything with them, but she wanted to know about them anyway, so she was ready to protect herself from the inevitable hits that would come at some point from children that didn't like her. And those were, well, the majority of the youth in the village. She didn't have to wait for much longer. Her neighbors carried on. I still can't believe he started this whole grass business while having a whole family to feed. The woman's voice seemed disappointed. And yet they still don't starve. The man was clearly irritated. Probably because Nix's brawls are just a robberies in the woods. She's a killing machine, I can tell you that much. She's 12. Haven't you seen her? She's always disappearing in the woods and I swear to goddess that every time she had been coming back I had seen her covered in blood. You're exaggerating. I have never seen her covered in blood. The woman seemed surprised. Because I have never been, Nyx coughed quietly. The only moment she had the blood on her clothes was the last one when she was bleeding because of the wound the traveler had left on her face. So that was the way the rumors were made about her. 
people were thinking that she had been stupid or something when it wasn't a thing. They were stupid, however, that they were thinking that she will never find out. Because she wouldn't let you see that. Are you mad? He asked as he was knowing everything about Nick's. She had been covered in blood under her cloak, and probably her hands were bloody. Why do you think she's wearing gloves? She's surely a murderer. And you are surely an idiot, Nix rolled her eyes. She had enough, so she had decided to just move from there, remembering at the same time what would attack her in the next few days. She was sure that this couple's child was eavesdropping, even if it was very late in the evening. She was the same age, and she wasn't sleeping. Other thing was that she had a purpose to do so. Her mother had already stopped paying attention to her night escapades, especially since she had caught her in flagranti, and she made her promise that Nix wouldn't go for anything dangerous. And since Nix promised, Cephalia decided that her daughter had been responsible enough to trust her. Maybe that was something that other parents didn't like about her. Too much confidence and trust given to her child was making other parents uncomfortable. They wanted to believe that their children were just children, that they were just stupid individuals that were supposed to be driven to do something solely by their parents' will. And Nix was something else. Beside the fact that she had indeed been something else, literally, her eyes were the proof. She had known little about her roots. Cephalia was rather adamant on giving her any sort of information on that matter, however Shazam was always very explicit on talking about his family. The longer he was talking about them, the more Nix had had an impression that they weren't really a family. Something was just sounding odd there, that was all. She had stopped asking her mother, decided not to listen to her father mumblings, and then she just accepted herself the way she was. After all, she wasn't hurting anyone around, since she had always been avoiding the interaction with other people. Nix made her way through the main path in the village and then turned to the smaller one rarely used, especially by her fellow citizens. The path to the only place where she could have had a bit of privacy and peace. The library. As far as she had known, nobody ever saw her there, and she preferred it to stay that way. Most of the people couldn't even properly read, their offspring weren't any better, and seeing a 12-year-old child with a book was pretty much an abomination for majority, hence Nix's attitude. She liked to sneak out in the nights, breaking into the library, and just read something. No matter what was that, some fantasy book, religious one, or medicine, she didn't care. Any lecture was a lecture, and that was something that was making her pass her time. Weirdly enough, she rarely felt sleepy enough to sleep more than four hours a day, if. She sighed, finally seeing the building. Even if it was dark, the contours were difficult to miss. Library itself wasn't really big, however it belonged to the bigger structure of the church that was standing somewhere near. Nix had never had any interest in religion, probably because she was too young to understand the meritum of it all. Cephalia had never forced the religion into her, letting her decide if she was interested or not. But the truth was, she wasn't really religious herself. She has them even less. They were participating in masses since the whole advertisement fair was occurring during or right after the sermon. So technically, if they wanted to participate in the life of the village, they had to participate in the masses. Nix was never there. She sneaked under the window, seeing a person inside. There was always someone inside. The girl had known that it was completely out of the table to leave the collection without a guard even for a bit. 
since some people were not to be reformed and they couldn't understand that books weren't evil and that something that had been written and wasn't the Bible was not necessarily Satan's doing. The priest tried to tell that to the community, but it was too much for some individuals. It was almost a tradition to have at least one attempt for arson a month. Nix was grateful that the guards were able to always save the collection, and during the previous year the library didn't suffer any loss. There was still so much to read. She had snuck under the window and she had reached the hidden hole in the wall. It was leading to the basement, yet funnily enough it was covered with bushes so much that the village fanatics had never used it for starting the fire. There was never a lot in there anyway. The guards were keeping some old crates not really filled with anything important. There was two or three racks of wine that she had passed by while going through the corridor. Her soft leather shoes made by herself were muffling her steps, but she had to be careful since the sole wasn't thick enough for her not to feel the bumps of the ground. She got to the staircase, knowing the way by heart, then she had crouched hearing the guard strolling through the corridor on a higher floor. They were usually doing that to keep themselves awake, since keeping the library safe was mostly a boring occupation. As Nix heard the steps sound getting more and more distant, she decided to sneak to the main chamber. So she did. That had not been a difficult task, she had been doing that for quite a long time by then and she pretty much knew how to behave not to draw the attention. She had always enjoyed the stealth games she had been playing with the guards, but there was always one point of them that she just couldn't pass by and usually it was causing her a bit of distress. She quietly opened the chamber's door, remembering that they don't creak open only up to some angle. She had slid in the gap and then closed the door. It's good to see you again, Nix, the girl had heard behind her back. She turned around immediately, straightening her back. Ma'am, she bowed respectfully, greeting Miss Constance, the librarian. Miss Constance was always there. She was the very definition of a rogue, even though she wasn't one. She had always been the point that Nix was not able to cross unseen. Technically, it wasn't anything bad since the librarian didn't really care if the girl was there or not. Well, maybe she was actually pleased that Nix was visiting the place. She was allowing her to roam through the library, take books and read them under her supervision, but had never kicked her out before and nothing was telling Nix that she actually would do that. Sometimes, when the day was good, she was deciding to sit with Nix and talk to her, helping her with understanding more complex matters. What do you want to read today? The librarian had asked. Her rough, dry voice wasn't really contrasting with apparition. However, Nix had known that Miss Constance was actually a very nice and pleasant person. Of course, to the people that were respecting her and the books. For the other ones, well, she was as harsh and unpleasant as her voice and apparition. I would want to finish the anatomy book I had started last week, ma'am, Nix said, and the librarian nodded with a smile. Curious of the human body, aren't you? She chuckled, heading towards the shelves. Speaking of which, tell me, what happened to your face? I... Th that was an accident. Nix fixed her eyes on her shoes and she was following the woman and Miss Constance noticed that. It was rather unusual for the girl to behave like that. She was usually very straightforward. The woman had known that there had to be something with that. You have again been fighting in the woods, weren't you? Miss Constance sighed and Nix, not looking at her, nodded. Are you okay? Yes, ma'am, Nix averted her gaze, trying to see something in the library's window. I'm fine. 
You don't look exactly as such, young lady. The librarian took the book out of the shelf and started going back to her place. Nix was still following her, kind of knowing what may await for her. A speech. Tell me, what happened? I just wanted to help my mom with the house, is all. The girl shrugged, scratching the back of her neck. My father is not much of a helping hand, to be honest. I have heard of him. Well, who didn't? She sighed heavily. Did you get injured badly? I wouldn't say so. Nyx shook her head, feeling the scab that started to form on her nose to pull. The guy that tried to slash my face received a critical, she thought, but she decided not to say anything. She didn't want to make Miss Constance look at her differently than she was by then. She had known that killing a guy in the woods because of his attempt to slash her wasn't really covering the idea of young woman that was supposed to worship goddess in every spare moment of her life even though the librarian had more liberal opinion on that matter. I just... <sighs> she sighed and she came to realization that there was something that she had not considered before. The rumors. There were still some people that were coming to the library and the rumors were spreading quickly. Just... People would start talking that I am a murderer, ma'am. She had said when they both reached the librarian's desk. Miss Constance glanced at her, raising her eyebrow with disbelief. And are you? Well, I can't say that I'm not. Nick shrugged, not looking at the woman. But on the other hand, the guy in the woods did try to kill me. So you were just defending yourself. Miss Constance glanced at her and Nick nodded. Yes, I was indeed, she confirmed. But does that make me... Any less of a killer? If he was a real threat, you had to defend yourself and there is nothing bad with that. Knowing you, I trust that you had considered every option given before you struck. Not really, Nyx thought. The truth was that she had struck without thinking. There was no excuse for her doings, especially that she had been the one to indicate the fight in the first place. After all, she had been feeling ashamed a little bit. Even though she didn't see any other way of bringing any money to her mother. But did that even matter? Nix had taken the book that Miss Constance handed her and she thanked for it quietly. She stopped to be in the mood for talking with her, even in the mood for reading, if she had to be honest. Anyway, she went to her usual place by the table where she had learned how to write and make notes. Opening the book was easy, but focusing on what was it saying was almost impossible for her at that moment. The doubt hit her in the moment she had flipped the page and she had seen the drawing of human's face. Was her action eligible to be excused? Was it necessary for her to start the whole fight? Would her mother make that good of a money on embroidering some adornments? Would starvation and tough situation force her father to finally change ways? Somehow she had known that the answer for the last question was no. Her father wouldn't change a thing since the grass business that he was holding so dear was more important to him than his own family. That was somehow sad and a bit hard to understand for her, however she was aware that it wouldn't even surprise her anymore. She started reading, but this time the text was almost impossible to be read. She had tried to focus, to read paragraph after paragraph, but knowledge didn't seem to want to stay with her. Everything was just fleeing, not allowing her to catch it and store in her brain. After a while, Nick started to be even a bit frustrated. Miss Constance noticed it right away. I can see that there's something bothering you, kid. She said, getting up from behind her desk and approaching. 
Nyx didn't say a word, fixing her eyes on one of the drawings in the book, even though she wasn't really seeing it. She heard the chair's legs scratching the floor as the librarian sat in front of her and glanced at her carefully. She had felt the gaze on her neck and she had immediately started sweating. What is it? It's nothing really important, the girl said, trying not to sound suspicious. Well, after all, she had murdered a guy, and even though her mother said something on the line of her not having a remorse, she still felt that it wasn't that good of a thing she had done. Are you sure that you think the same way as you're telling me? The librarian didn't stop drilling her with her gaze and Nick started feeling a bit uncomfortable. After a moment, she decided to just say what was the matter, since she had known that Miss Constance wasn't a person that was backing off easily, if at all. The guy in the forest, she started, and the librarian nodded, giving her the sign that she was listening. Nick sighed, and knowing that she had nothing to lose, maybe apart from Miss Constance's trust or good opinion, she continued. I wanted to mock him. I started the whole fight, and what he did was basically to defend himself by attacking me. Me defending myself? That was just a murder, ma'am. Why did you want to mock him? The librarian, as usual, was direct and she didn't play games. Nix liked that about her and at the same time she was hating that. It has been a lot of time since my father brought home something more than just a full mouth of the grass he is growing for unknown purposes. Nobody is buying it from him and my mother had decided to talk to him in more adult way than I was allowed to see. She shrugged, feeling her cheeks going red. How did it happen then? She told me to go outside and I quite enjoy being in the woods. I camped on the tree as usual and then I saw the traveler going under. I decided to take only his pouch since I know that traveling is not an easy way of living. I took him from the bag and told him that if he would give me the pouch nobody would get hurt. He didn't listen? Not in the slightest. He decided to give me a lesson telling me that as a woman my place is in the kitchen and as a child I shouldn't be leaving my house, she sighed again. And he attacked me. I was defending myself, but I feel like it wasn't defense in a good cause, since I had started all of that. He slashed my face and I... Well, I took his life. She knew that there was absolutely nothing that would make Miss Constance to still have any sympathy for her. Well, I can't say that what you did was good or even acceptable, that's a fact. The librarian closed her eyes, shaking her head. On the other hand, your family situation is dire enough not to give you a speech, since I can see that you have some consciousness to know that it was not good. The circumstances are making this tolerable, but as a scholar I must ask you next to try to find another way of helping your parents. The girl nodded, aware of that. The problem was there was nothing she could do. Her mother was against helping her father, so was Nix herself. There was no point in taking part in something so unprofitable as grass fields. My mother wants me to go to the academy. She had told me that tomorrow in the village there will be a scholar walking around and talking to us to get to know if there is anyone who might in the future go there, she stated. Do you want to go? Miss Constance glanced at her carefully, seeing hesitation in Nix's eyes. I... I don't know, the girl said sincerely. I would really want to educate and be useful, but I know if I leave that will end up either with my mother killing my father or both of them dying out of starvation one day. I, I can't really allow that. 
You need to take your future in your own hands, Nix. I am telling you that only because I know you're smart enough to understand it even now. You're reading and learning almost every day when you are able to. You take the knowledge rather quickly and you're more mature than the rest of the children in the village. People like you are the future of this kingdom. You can't let anyone stop you. It's normal of you to care about your parents, of course. I am not saying that you should stop. But you should know that making a path for your future won't make them neither mad nor more distant. For now, you can't go to the academy anyway, so why won't you just make the scholar see your potential? And then, when the time is right, just choose what you feel like. Well, as bad as it may sound, my parents won't be around me and with me for all my life, Nick nodded, understanding. Miss Constance smiled to her. Yeah, I, I think you're right, ma'am. It's better to have the choice when the time comes than regret the things I haven't done when given a chance. Thank you. Don't thank me yet, the librarian winked. Believe me, I am glad I have such a smart person to talk to. And now, she glanced out of the window, I think you should go. It's getting lighter and I suppose your mother would like to see you at home at this hour. I... Okay. Nick nodded, closing the book. Even though she hadn't really read anything with understanding, she couldn't say that this night was wasted. She was on her way back to the door when the librarian called her name once again. She turned around. Don't listen to what people are saying, kid, she said, looking at her interlocutor. The gossips are fading after some time. You do you, and everything's going to be fine. People are talking, but the truth you know is the only one you need to know. Nix nodded, and without saying anything apart from goodnight, she left the chamber.